crashed through like a ball. Don't argue. Uses the 15. Oh. How good is that? And what well played by Carey. He's away. Left foot snap. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Wayne Carey. Plays on. Seconds only remaining. They've got to take a mark. Yeah! Dixon has taken a mark. Shoots for goal. He kicks the goal and Hawthorne wins the game. Hello and welcome to Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy. Looking forward to this one. We have prelim week. It's going to be an absolute beauty Friday and Saturday. But let's recap last week because it's close at the top. Jay Clark, Jacob Wilson from Champion Data been going toe-to-toe. It's like Ali Foreman. It is, what do they say? The rumble in the jungle. You <laughs> yeah. blokes have just gone blow for blow. Who's going to be standing? We'll get to the tellies what, later. What because tellies? let's keep the little bit of suspense. Oh, you want to blow it? Okay, let's blow it over. <laughs> we want to have to stick around, uh, <laughs> listeners. So let's have a look at it. Jacob Wilson, $227.46. And that's critical, that $0.46. Yep. Cents, because Jay Clark, $250.20. cents. So I'm up by 20. But I'm chasing 23. every week. Every week that gap is just, I'm making no, about 10 bucks, 20 bucks each week and mm-hmm. just closing that gap on him. By the end of the year, it doesn't matter who's in front with 500 minutes to go. It matters who crosses the line first. Jeez, I love it when he talks like that because he's down to business like everyone else here. Right, let's get into the final specials because the punters listening, they want to know who's the heirs medal winner. Let's have a look at it. Strange voting at the moment, isn't it? With Why? Well, it's just you know, the 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 leaders now side bottom, but the he was very convention- good. Oh, I'm not he saying that, but the conventional wisdom would be that uh, Collingwood would get knocked out this week of the finals, and oh. then uh, then it, it really opens up the field. The the two Melbourne boys, Gorn and Oliver, I think Gorn polled one vote, um, and the the rest of the votes went to people that you wouldn't expect. So it's just been a little bit strange in the sense that the the superstar players haven't yet uh, picked up the big votes. So we've got two games to go for Collingwood because uh, we know where we're leaning on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, still side bottom. How can you fold him? Yeah, he's, he's been, clearly leading. He's been their leading disposal winner in yep. uh, their last four matches. He's picking up disposal left, right, and centre. He's gone out to a wing recently, so he's been playing more on ball this year. He's just popped out to a wing um, in the last f- month or two, and he's having a lot of success out there. Just oh. if you're tuning in at the moment, Jay Clark is here. This is his first uh, couple of words. Okay, Jay, welcome. <laughs> I'm chips in on Clayton Oliver. He can yeah. be best on. Uh, he can go best on, best on over the next two weeks and poll 20 votes. He uh, is having um, he's having an outstanding season. Okay. And right. uh, I think he can power home. I was really here. disappointed to see Gorney only get one vote, though, because mm. we had him as the top-rated player on the field, and he got one vote. Mm. And I he was my man last week at $15. Yeah, so if the, if, the, if the votes had gone the right way, he, yep. he would have been right in contention. What about most goals? Because wow. I know when we started this finals podcast, Tom McDonald was hot property. I had him at $17. Wow. $17, and he's into $2.30 now. So uh, that one's been a bit fruitful for me because he's on five goals. It's, it's a low – you know, Jack Rewalt's on nil. He would have been probably the favourite heading in. Um, so those five goals are going to be hard to chase down. Just to give our listeners some perspective on Jacob Wilson, he said $23 Gold Coast not to win another game for the whole year <laughs> – and he was there. He was just right there until they beat Sydney, the upset of the whole year, and <laughs> just was, blew it. That was devastating, that result. But you can find some value, so you found it with Tommy McDonald. To one here, yep. All right, most fantasy points update. Now, we've got to lean, Jay, to our man in this one, uh-huh. Jacob Wilson, because uh, Neo, Matrix, uh, can dodge bullets left, right, and centre. Tell us where well, they're it's, at. It's coming down, really, to whether Yo 
If West Coast win this week, Yo starts as almost a shoe-in favourite to do it because of how big his game was in week one. Mm. Um, he, he's, the, he's the clubhouse leader. All the Richmond boys, they don't really have a big fantasy point player. Dustin Munn's a superstar player. He's not a fantasy player. Mm. He's more of an impact player. Tom Mitchell's, he's been knocked out. Uh, then it, it's whether really one of these Melbourne players are going to play four games. If Melbourne get through, it'll be one of the Melbourne boys. If it's uh, West Coast get through, it'll probably be Yo. So who does Harms go to? Shuey or Elliot Yo? Has to be Yo. Has to be Yo. Has I'm with you. He, he's their most dynamic player in a sense. He leads them for metres gain. He had a career high 36 disposals in their first final. 24 of those were contested. I know Shuey's a good player. He's a barometer. Shuey's a good player, but. Yo is more impactful. He's having a far better season. Unlucky really to not, to not be in the All-Australian squad on the bench, maybe. Um, and people are saying, well, you know, if he goes on harms, you can just push him forward and really challenge him there. If Yo goes forward, Goodwin wins. That's, that's a massive win for Goodwin to force Yo into the forward line. So I think there, there's only um, positive results for that. And he's never been, never been tagged before in his entire career. I went through all of his matchups through his entire career. He sometimes tagged himself, but no one's ever gone to him. All right, let's get into it because uh, not, unlike you guys, I had to start on the base car, like the Datsun 120 burn. I had to pull the choke just to get it going. You blokes have driving the fast cars all, what's it, all what's your a life. Choke? Exactly right. There you go. <laughs> You've never had to pull a choke on a car. My point being, you're going, where is he going with this story? You haven't quite warmed up yet, Jay. So in the morning when you start your car, you've got to pull the choke and just get it going. Trade period. Oh, it's yeah. heating up. Yeah. Wingard, Shiel, Neil, Lysette, tell yeah. us what you know. Um, I think Dylan Shiel is the big one over the next week. Um, as it sits at the moment, I'm expecting him to leave GWS, and there are suitors everywhere for this man. So Carlton have been keen on this deal for about three years. So I've always sort of thought that'd be... Um, uh, in the box seat, they can pay him a million dollars. They can engineer probably two first-round picks, which is which is what they would need. Uh, but then Essendon, I mean, he would really help round out the Essendon midfield. So uh, they're up to their eyeballs. What's the, what's the number? What's the, what's the figure that you're going to have to pay him? Is it one point two, one point four, one point one? It's Oof. it's certainly it's certainly a seven-figure salary to, to get. Is he him worth out. that? Because off his year this year, he's not worth it. Yeah, he, he's in the bottom thirty-five percent of midfielders when you look at his contest work. Yeah. Uh, um, when you look at clearances, where he does separate himself, he's a good metres gain player. He, he can break the lines. But yeah. I don't think he, he's anywhere near his form from 2016 when he was All-Australian. So you, you're looking for a bounce-back season if you're buying. Well, he's a tank of a, of a bloke, isn't he? Mm. So he's probably contested footy, um, isn't as good as maybe uh, he'd be capable of. And, and he's kicking, which is something we've always really rated, probably um, hasn't been as good either. And the other thing that's down is his goals. He used to be a a solid goal kicker, you know, a goal a game player, and that's a long way down as well. So there's a lot for him to improve on if he wants to earn that seven-figure salary. So who's leading the chase? I think it's really unclear at the, at the moment. I don't think a team has really announced themselves. I think if you had to put your life on it, I'd say Carlton, just because of the long-held interest they've had and their capacity to do a deal. you know. But would Carlton appeal to, to Dylan Shield right now? I mean, I, I think he would have been hoping that they'd be further advanced. But you, you pair him up with Patrick Cripps, and the whole Carlton forecast looks different, especially if they can pull off Shield in the midfield and Mitch McGovern key forward. So that, that would be a real game game changer for them. I don't mind if Carlton end up trading pick one away in some capacity and maybe this priority pick they have yep. in order to get McGovern 
and shield. Yeah. If they can do that, oh, that's a and they can, they can support Cripps and they can support Kerno, yeah. that's a good trade period. Well, they're them. going for Sam Walsh. So yeah. when you look at it like that, shield. But Cripps needs the help now. Cripps will exactly. burn out if he doesn't get that's help exactly in the next That's exactly why two that's years. a good trade. Yeah. Who else you want to know Wingard. about? Uh, yeah, see, I'm I'm not as bullish um, on Wingard. It's been talked about that he could demand a seven-figure salary. I'm not sure about that. Seven I, figures. He, he hasn't proven. He hasn't been nearly as consistent, or arguably as committed. I think as you would want from a uh, from a seven-figure player. So well, he's gone missing at times throughout the season. I think the only reason Porter trading him is because he hasn't been as reliable as they would like. So whether it's the Bulldogs, Hawthorne, mm-hmm. or even St Kilda, he's definitely on the table. There's a bit of a misconception around him as well, that he's an elite user of the ball. His kicking efficiency is one of the worst in the league. I think if you're looking at him from a St Kilda and a Bulldogs perspective, and they think, oh, wow, he might be able to fix up that inefficiency we have in the forward half, he's not that sort of player. He can be explosive at times, but he's not a quality user of the ball. He's not a great set shot for goal. So he might actually feed into the problems they already have at Bulldog, at the Bulldogs and St Kilda, which is in inefficiency in that forward half. Mm. Okay, interesting. All right, we'll move along. Follow us on Twitter at Don't Argue for your chance to win footy tickets each week. Wow. We've been giving them away, but yeah. they're like hen's teeth at the moment, or rock and horse poo, whatever you want to say they are. All right, let's get into it. Richmond and Collingwood. This is going to be huge. Uh, capacity of the MCG is 100,024 people. Yep. yep. That's uh, sitting on the Bay Marie, too, in uh, the MCC stand, but it's going to be huge. Richmond coming off big breaks in their finals campaign, which can work for teams, Jacob. And then you've got Collingwood, who are riding the pie wave. The big question looming at the moment is Dusty. Mm-hmm. Now, is Dusty going to play? It's probably a question for you, Jay. He's definitely playing. He's 100% playing, but, but he's what, not 100%. No. So how, what percentage is it? Is it 70%, 80%, 90%? I've been told it was 80 What have you been told? Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it matters that much. Like, I still think he can be dynamic around the stoppages, and he's going to be able to kick goals. Like, that bloke's not going to p- feel pain on the field in a preliminary final game. And when you and when you look at his when you look at the style of play, Jacob, like, he, he's not necessarily a, you know, big, not metres gain, but, like, he, he, he will impact in the contest. Contest at the ground level and at marking contest. He doesn't have to cover enormous distance yeah. to be impactful. But it's just a matter of how much time he can spend in the midfield because I think they they'll want him in there. They they need that's where they might lose this game. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. but that's what he's been doing. But if yeah. he's only seventy five percent or sixty percent fit, he might have to just park himself in the goal square and play one on one all day and the midfield um, gets beaten up by and the kick the six. Yeah, well, well, my kick six. I would be nervous about playing on him. Well, he's had his knee drain this week. Yeah. Now, Has he? From experience, yes. He's had his knee drain from experience. When hang on, get, hang on. When so you... they're, saying, they're saying it's a corky. Is it a knee or a corky? Well, it's... It's a corky that's fed into the knee. Yeah. Okay. So you can get a bake assist. So that is from a knee injury. It's fluid on the knee. So, yep. Um, being told that he's had that drained. When yep. you get it drained... Sore? Oh, no. You feel amazing. Do you? Yeah, because they... Top it up with a little bit of cortisone. Or a bit of juice. Yeah, and then away you go. And then if you need a top up on game day, a little bit of local. So he's going to feel amazing. Okay. But up forward, always be wary of a sick football. I'll give you that one. <laughs> All right. Um, so then the last question- time they met, yep. let's talk about that because Collingwood had them on the ropes. Yep. And we spoke about you guys, the the rumble in the jungle. But the biggest Just issue. Just couldn't put them away. Yeah, and the biggest issue was their ball use. They, they, Collingwood's. Collingwood's ball use. We know Richmond are a fantastic intercept marking team. They've taken more intercept marks than any team in history this year. Uh, and in that game, they took a season high 25. So that was the game where Collingwood was kicking it up and Floston um, and Broad and 
Rance, those guys were just picking it off left, right, and center, and then t- taking back the other way. Richmond won the ball back in the fourth half 37 times to Collingwood's 18. So it was just that ball use which was really costing mm. Collingwood um, any chance of winning the game. Scotty Penabry said it himself. We learned a lot from that contest. And Trelaw's going to play. Goldsack's going to play. Howe's going to play. They're all missing from that team. And Dugowie. Dugowie wasn't in that team either. So they, they didn't use the ball that well. But they're still going to get a huge slice of possession out of the middle, midfield because we know Collingwood is so good in there. And Richmond uh, give away a lot of those clearances. Or aren't a successful. Yeah, Hang on a second, Jacob. So if they they will get a look at this game, they'll have the chance to win this game if they can use the ball well enough. So if if in the forward half of the ground will be hugely telling because if Cox, Stagowie, Will Hoskin, Elliott, and Mycheck can can deny can mark and uh, bring the ball to ground and deny Rance Asprey Grimes, I think Colin are going to have a chance to win this game if they use the ball well in the forward half. So that's the big if though, isn't it? Because last time they didn't do that. They didn't bring the ball to ground. They took twenty five inset marks, and Colin had won the clearances by. 11, yeah. which we think they probably do again, but Richmond outscored them from stoppages. So if you're winning the clearance count by 11, you've got to be outscoring Richmond from that source, yeah. but Collingwood couldn't put it on the scoreboard. Well, it's interesting because the first time this year, you've gone, hang on, Jacob, talk, <laughs> and talk to the hand, and, you, and you've just rolled out that much information. You were like Will Farrell on Old School when he was debating <laughs> and went, boom, blacked out. <laughs> we won. <laughs> you were unbelievable then because you do a, a little potty with Pendles yep. and, and you've just fed off him beautifully. Yeah, I think there's a bit of... They're he, ready, mate. They invest, are ready. Jay's invested in Collingwood. If you think he was anti-North Melbourne this yep. year, he's very pro-Collingwood this year. You okay. Seen, you should have seen me at quarter time when they were, what was it, three goals, six against the Giants, <laughs> 20 inside 50s, but uh, didn't lead by six goals. They should have. Oh, I was up and down off the game. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Right, the boys are up and about. One more topic. Mason Cox. Yep. He got potted last week. Um, I, uh, one of the guys that jumps to mind is Kane Corns. Cannot believe he potted him. He should be named Ammo. Fair dinkum. He fires that many bullets, Kane Corns. He's just got to pull back a little bit because <laughs> as a key forward, he did his role as good as I've seen Mason Cox play. He brought the ball forward. Knock on. He kept himself in the contest. He had some telling yep. possessions. What, what more do you want? So his first final... Was was poor. poor. It was terrible. It, it, was. Was, it was it was a bad game. But his game on the weekend, if you actually watched it closely, he was very very valuable for the um, the Collingwood team. And it wasn't just you know he didn't take heaps of contested. Marks. I think he took one contested mark mm. on the day, um, and had eleven disposals. But he had four or five contested knock-ons, which are as good as a, a handball as well. So that takes him up to about 16 involvements on his own. Um, and he, he was just constantly being able to feed the ball down and get it out to his midfielders. And what do you want from your big forward if you're a small fella? Contest. You want a contest. He halved everything. Yeah. The week prior, he lost. Yeah. So he had an enormous leap forward. So when come, someone comes out and goes, oh, he's had a terrible game, you've got to watch them closely on how they impact but- – Mason Cox will play a big role in this game. Whether you, if you get week one finals, Mason Cox, then you think Rance and Asprey and Vlost and control the air and Richmond win. If they get week two, Mason Cox, where he's able to bring the ball to ground, then you're really nervous if you're a mm. Richmond fan. They're in All right. their eyeballs. Uh, let's get to a couple of tips. Come on. Okay, well, I'm gonna go, I think I'm going to go the opposite way to Jay here because I can tell he's vibing the, the magpies. I'm going to go for Richmond to win by 20 plus, mm. and that'll pay $2. Twenty plus. Yeah, I think they're they're caught, they're Richmond at the G. They've okay. been unstoppable is this in for finals of like, in a row? This is for twenty four or twenty five. They're, they're yep. just unstoppable at the G. Oh, except this week. I Keep picked on. Collingwood at the start of the year, Dicko. Even though they were average over their first three weeks, uh, to go deep in September, and I've been proven um, correct. You can start calling me the Wizard if you like. <laughs> so I'm going. Um, 
Collingwood, this fairy tale story is going to continue. Nathan Buckley, what a remarkable year he has had. I'm going to go with the pies, one to twenty-four at four thirty-five. Mate, I'm Dicko. all over you. I love that. You bet. love that. I love it because what? it's going to be tight. The pies win. And you are the Wizard of Oz because we are a long way from Kansas, Toto. <laughs> it's going to be an absolute beauty. All right, let's move on to West Coast and Melbourne. Saturday, 3.20, Optus Stadium. That holds plenty and that's full as well. Key forwards versus – sorry, yeah, key forwards versus Melbourne's key defenders. Yeah. I, I, Pretty cool. Aren't you just nervous for Oscar McDonald and Sam Frost in this game? And everyone thinks that, you know, Sam Frost has the speed to go with Josh Kennedy, but what he might not have to go with Josh Kennedy is the intelligence. Or because agility. I think Josh, Ken- <laughs> Josh Kennedy is one of the smartest forwards you'll see. He'll always have the right positioning and lead at the right time. So that's going to be the biggest challenge for Sam Frost is to have that uh, mental fortitude to, to stick with him on the whole day. And then when you see Jack Darling, if they can get back to anywhere near what he was like early in the year, um, I think that could be where this game is broken for Melbourne. One thing about their last game, Kennedy, Darling, Rioli, uh, Ryan, Ryan Lacrae, and Cripps. Yep. Right? They hadn't all played in the one team together before. And I saw a little bit of frustration from Kennedy in that on get out, do this, do that. So I don't Not know. so much in the final quarter, though. In the final quarter, Kennedy kicked two, Darling kicked one, and they looked like they had... Gelled. Exactly, right? So it took, obviously, to the last quarter. But Collingwood, they should have beaten them. And I say should have beaten them. They had them on the ropes as well. So it's good to see uh, the forward line sticking in the last quarter. But how are they going to go? I'm tipping Melbourne in this one. On the basis of what? What do you reckon? The midfield. Pressure. Pressure. Pressure's everything in finals. It is extraordinary when you can put that much pressure on a team and force turnovers. Hawthorne, did they handle the pressure against Richmond? Probably not. And then Melbourne, what did they do? Turn the pressure up on the Hawks. Could they handle it? Probably not. What are they going to do to West Coast? Turn the pressure up. Are they going to handle it? Probably not. But I think the biggest surprise from West Coast's first final was that when the pressure got turned up, that was when they beat Collingwood. You thought that when the pressure goes, okay, Pendlebury, Law, everyone else, all those guys will get going. It wasn't those. Them who got going. It was Redden and it was Yo who got going for yeah. West Coast and put them in front. So Around the ball. Around the ball. Um, so I'm just... I've been on Melbourne all year, and I'm still I'm sticking with them. But there's just something about the Eagles that's sticking in my head. I think it might be – I'm a big NFL fan, uh, big, big All-American sports fan, but a big NFL fan. And the story from the Philadelphia Eagles um, is remarkably similar. So going into um, playoffs, they're one of the best team in it, but they lose their quarterback, Carson Wentz, four weeks to go. Everyone writes them off. They get two home finals. Everyone's saying they can't win it. They can't win it. Um, Knock off two teams at home, get to the Super Bowl. Then they have to play the, the Tom Brady and the, the Patriots, which would be like playing Richmond at the G. Mm. Everyone writes them off again. And guess what? They come as these underdogs all the way through uh, and win the Super Bowl. There's just something about this West Coast story that feels very similar to that where they lose Nat Newey and they lose Gaff and everyone says they can't do it. They get two home finals. They deserve to be favourites yep. in this game because they've earned that right. They've, they've been super at home all year. Yep. Uh, they've been a really good team. So there's just... I love Melbourne, and I'll still be tipping Melbourne, but just I'm really nervous this week. I'm going to go Melbourne at halftime into West Coast at full time, Oof. and that's 6.25, Dicko. I think this is going to be a very close contest. I think the young Melbourne midfielders bull out of the gate at the start, but I think our West Coast in the second home at uh, second half at home could prevail. So Melbourne halftime, West Coast full time, 6.25. I just think that McGovern is going to have a huge game here because some of that Melbourne, if there's something that Melbourne lack, it's 
possibly a little bit of polish through that that midfield and composure, and, yeah, and composure. So a lot of those balls go in any which way. How? So I think McGovern could have a really big day across half back, and if he does, West Coast will win. But I, um, I think a balance. It's a it's a tough thing for Melbourne to find the balance at the moment because they brought Viney in, who's such an inside player. He was outstanding a, last week. He was outstanding last week. But you look at they've got Oliver already in there. They've got Harms and they've got Brasher. Are all inside players. So the risk is. They get a bit too inside in there, dump kick forward, and as you said, McGovern just comes in and takes five or six intercept marks. All right, so we're leaning towards a half-time full-time, which used to be my go-to bet. I love the half-time <laughs> full-time, seriously. So Melbourne, Melbourne for me, 270. Yeah. Love it. Okay. I'm just Jacob. leaning just Melbourne head-to-head. I just can't back against my boys. <laughs> <laughs> the champion data demons at $2.05. Okay, right. I will take our first break. We've gone through both prelims. After the break, we're going to chat Fight, MND, the tallies we've mentioned at the top. If you uh, didn't hear them, uh, tune in because uh, the boys are going to give their best bet, the roughy, the multi, and then we'll throw it out and uh, give a little tease to Brownlow Knight. Tapped it back to the advantage. Look at the runners they've got. Men and gold and mop off. Mop off the pocket too. Little bit of a bubble. Oh, the stiff arm on Gavin. He said, get out of the way. Welcome back to Don't Argue. Powered by Bet Easy. Let's get straight into your best bet of the weekend. Two prelims for Fight MND. What a great cause. And you guys have raised some tallies. Jacob, 227.46. And Jay Clark, 250.20. Still hunting down Jay. I just want to just keep closing that gap and then I'll overtake him in that in the grand final. I'm going here for Richmond to win by 20 plus at $2. I just think every time I look at the numbers and every time I look at this game, I get more and more convinced on Richmond winning. Uh, so I'll put uh, 75 on that. Well, I feel like I got 75. Jacob on the on the ropes, and uh, <laughs> I, I've been sort of jabbing him lately, like doom, 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 doom. Yeah. now I've wound up. I've got the the right, the hammer blow, yeah. the the big hook, and it's kind of a Collingwood one to do one t four. At uh, at four twenty five, uh, fifty bucks on that. Uh, Oi! So that's going to finish him off. Um, and look, you've been a you've been a brave opponent, <laughs> you and your nerdy mates tapping away in your computers. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, nerd, I got you nerd, covered. nerd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love it. So we've got plenty to play for. Right, the best ruffy. I go for Melbourne, and playing that into Mel- uh, the match scoring. Being over the over the line at three dollars sixty, so Ooh. I think it'll be high scoring and Melbourne will get up. High scoring and Melbourne win. I, I'm going with my Melbourne halftime uh, West Coast full time six twenty five. Uh, yeah. Dicko, that's where the money is for me over in. That's as rough as you'll get. All right, now multi wise, you've only yeah. got the two games, but you can get. Yeah, I put uh, a, a bit, bit of NFL creative. leagues in there, and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles let me down in the NFL last week, so I'm. T- Putting a few easier NFL legs in this week. Uh, going for Melbourne and Richmond, who are my two tips. Yep. Uh, putting in the Vikings and the Browns. Oh, good one, Jake. Oh, Vikings and yep. Browns. Can and, he uh, extend his contract into NFL season post <laughs> West Coast, Collingwood, into uh, Tommy Mitchell for the Brown. Oh! Uh, for me. Uh, Dicko, so um, that'll fill up your Christmas stocking nicely. Very good, very good. Very, um, boys, I just want to say uh, it's been a pleasure working with you. Mm. And uh, Jacob uh, Wilson, uh, if we had to tally the bets over the years in terms of Hail Marys. The winning yeah. ones? Yeah, you, you got the Hail Marys down. You're a shorty. You can get them beat. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to be the cooler. Hang on a sec. Let me just have a look. No, let's <laughs> have a look. We don't have time that, for it. We'll have to my, back up those my claims. My best beat was yeah, Collingwood to beat yeah. GWS. Yep, no, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> just want to throw it out there. Yep, Mate. the lure and you just hooked it great, like <laughs> a Murray Cod. All right, thanks <laughs> very much, Jacob. Most people have, have, like, duck feathers in their mattress and doona. I just got nugs. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's what keeps me warm at night. Oh, good on you. Appreciate your time, boys. 
Leave us a rating and review. Follow us on Twitter at Don't Argue. And guess what? It's Prelim Week. Go and enjoy it. And you have been listening to Don't Argue Power by that easy.